0: This is Leadership in Action, and I'm Casey Cheshire. Join me as we delve deep into the passions, expertise, and experiences of Boston-area innovators. Sponsored by the Boston chapter of the Entrepreneurs' Organization, this is Leadership in Action. All right here we go. We have left the station. Let's get on this adventure here. So I'm stoked. I can't wait to introduce uh, everyone to the guest today. Um, I'm excited. I can't wait to learn from him uh across business and fitness and health he is he's passionate he's a passionate guest and he's we're going to just jam and jive all about biz dev and growth and what it takes to really make a difference um, in results for businesses as well as nutrition fitness health all that jazz uh as an SAP sponsor of Boston, these one of the people that helped make EO Boston function, director of business development at Inside Tracker, really Metzer. Welcome to the show,
1: sir. Appreciate you having me, Casey. Thank you.
0: All right, man. So let's let's just get on with this thing and, and start learning here. So, what is a common misconception about leadership being an entrepreneur or running a business?
1: So I'm gonna go with this concept of work-life balance. And I'm going to say that as an entrepreneur or someone who's building a business, um, that concept is uh, B.S. I think uh, building a business is a lifestyle. It's all consuming. You think about it when you're in the shower. You think about it when you're on the toilet and for a business to succeed, it really has to be interwoven with your life, not separate. And that's not to say that you shouldn't take breaks and recharge, because, of course, that's important. But I think, as an entrepreneur, business leader, um, someone who's building a, a business, clean boundaries between work, quote unquote, and life, simply don't exist. Um, yeah, have that responsibility, and I think um, just need to get comfortable with that and accept that fact. Uh, that's that's the reality that we live in now that also means that you need to prioritize taking care of yourself. If you want to be successful, building a business is a marathon, not a sprint. Mm-hmm. and So you want to not just survive, survive that marathon of entrepreneurship and and business, but also thrive in it. So that means doing all the things that we probably all know we need to do, right. So prioritizing exercise, nutrition, sleep, all the advice that we get all the time, which is much easier said than done, of course, but It's really critical because you need to build a resilient body, a resilient mind to handle all of the challenges that get thrown at you every day when you are building and growing a business. And that really starts with treating your body and yourself like a high-performance machine. Uh, So that's what I believe strongly.
0: Love it. So much to unpack here. The idea of turning things on, turning things off, we're busting that myth, we're smashing that, that misconception here the word you used was interwoven. Talk to me about that. Talk to me about not, you know, start, stop here, but understanding and accepting this, that it's like all things are happening at the same time.
1: Yeah. I think sometimes we want these clear and clean boundaries, right? And work ends and, you know, you, you have your life outside of work. And I think that you, you just don't have those clean boundaries when you're, building something. Um, It's just part of your life, right? You don't have that um, nine to five, so to speak. Um, And so I I think it takes some getting used to to get comfortable with the fact that, um, you know, things come up in business and you're going to have things come up when you don't expect them, when you least expect them, when you least want them to come up. And there are things that you need to deal with. Um, And there's obviously incredible rewards that uh, come from, being an entrepreneur and being a business leader and growing a business. Um, but the, one of the costs and investments you need to make is that that really becomes a part of your life, not separate from it.
0: Right. A part of it. So how, how do you do that? So I'm in, I, I'm buying this. So, so how do you approach this? What do you recommend? How, how do you make sure that that, that fitness that you treat it like, a, like a well-crafted athletic machine, right? How do you yeah. respect the body like that? What are your tips? What are your suggestions?
1: So I think it starts with um, kind of smashing this traditional notion of, you know, you go to work and before work, you know, you're, you're not at work and after work, you're not at work, right? Just I think that the concept of being at work for a specific period of time just goes out the window. And I think you need to organize your time um, around the, the way that works best for you um where there's time scheduled to obviously make things a priority that are important to keep yourself healthy and resilient and those things don't have to happen at specific times that like, traditional times that we think they need to happen right so super early in the morning or super late in the evening um right you know I, I think just knowing that you're gonna be on a marathon and um it's gonna take a lot of your time and energy to build this thing and so prioritize um, doing the things that keep you energized and happy and healthy and make sure that you do that in a way that's sustainable. I think it just requires a different approach to exercise nutrition and um, things like that. And, you know, maybe it is if it works for you to, you know, go for that, um, go to the gym at lunch, right? If that's the time that you have during the day to uh, get that in, right? It could be that simple, uh, even though technically that's the work day. Um, if that's right. the way that you have it into your life, because you know that you might be working a late night, um, then just do that. And let's let's get rid of these traditional boundaries that we've set around work and life, and understand that it's just part of your life. Um, and it's all it's all part of the responsibilities that you have. And how do you fit those responsibilities into the limited time that you have every day? Right,
0: right, and paying attention to that, bringing that in. That's that's interesting, then. Um, when do you do that? Do you, are you working out in the morning, afternoon? What's your day? It, it depends on the day. I'm
1: super yeah. flexible. So there's some days where, um, you know, I have evening commitments and, you know, I'll shift my workout to the morning. Like this morning I got a, a lift in, um, before my first call, um, And there's there's most of the time I actually am doing it in the evening. Personally, I find that, um, you know, I I know that I'm a night owl. So I think it's also important to know your strengths. Right. So I I find myself clearest and most productive in the evenings. Um, And so I find the exercise for me is, you know, after work during the normal normal working hours, typically when the most meetings are happening, um, you're operating on other people's time in addition to your own. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I find exercise as a, as a way to reset after that long day of you know being in front of a computer or with other people or in meetings way to clear the mind reset and that allows me to really sit down for those really productive creative hours, focused hours at night and really um, work on the things that require dedicated focus and creativity. and exercise for me is a way to prepare myself for those um, kind of leave the day behind um and then prepare myself to think clearly about the problems that i need to solve that right
0: you know cuz i've heard things that you know if you work out in the morning you're more likely to keep it as a habit but man does that suck when you're not a morning person you know you can kind of train yourself to be that but man if you're if you've been wired to stay up late and get those last minute brainstorm or the, you know jam those creative sessions in late at night it can be really hard to then that workout in in the morning
1: and again i think that goes back to like do what's right for you there's i don't mm-hmm. think it's a one-size-fits-all situation with this um you know there's a ton of business advice out there about you know waking up super early and some of those successful people in the world that's what they do right they wake up at the crack of dawn and they they start the day they get their workout in and then they're ready to go for me i It just doesn't work for me to work out in the morning. Usually I'll do it if I have to. But for me, I've just found that it it works better to work out in the evening. So do what works for you. I think the most important thing is that you do it in a way that's sustainable. Yeah. And for each person, it's different. That means picking the activities that you like and enjoy and that you're going to be able to commit to doing for a long period of time, not just, you know, a few weeks or, you know, a couple months. Um, so, not forcing yourself to do exercises that you don't particularly enjoy. If you hate running, don't run. Find a different activity that you actually do enjoy, um, but also doing it at the times that you're most likely to actually um, sustain that habit.
0: So, so we're not saying David Goggins style. We're not saying, oh, you hate running? Good, do more of it.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, I, I don't think so. I mean, ultimately, <laughs> I think the best type of exercise for each individual. I mean, the, of course, there are certain sure. principles that you follow in the exercise, and I'm not an expert in that area, but I think that probably the most important thing is that you do something that you can sustain uh, and yeah. you can create a habit around. And yeah. if, it, if you like something or enjoy it even just a little bit, um, you're more likely to do it, of course. If, if you hate it, um, you're probably not going to stick with that habit.
0: Yeah, that reminds me. I once had a, a trainer that was great. And she was tough and fantastic, but she, the workouts were so terrible and so tough that I actually like, didn't, it was like, man, that, that was, I mean, it was great. You all endorphins, whatever, but you're like, man, that sucks so bad. Then yeah. it got worse and worse. So I was like, I didn't really look forward to going back. You know, it's like, Oh, this sucks. And, and so then it was almost like too much, right. Where it was just, it wasn't fun anymore. And then it just, that natural motivation wasn't there.
1: Yeah, and I completely understand that. And I think there's a balance, right? So you're not always going to have motivation to exercise, even if it's something that you've been doing for a long time. I've been exercising for many, many years. It's part of my life, but there's certain days where I don't feel like it. And so there is that aspect of, well, you also need to be disciplined, right? And do things that sometimes you don't feel like doing, I think. Makes sense. That's that's something we probably hear all the time around this concept of motivation versus discipline, right? You're not always going to be motivated to do these things. That's where the discipline comes in. But ultimately, you want to set yourself up for success, so... Um, I can understand why you started doing those. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like this morning, right this morning, I did not want to go to gym, not want to go get a workout in. And sure enough, there were enough factors that were making, like I, I complained the entire way there, you know? And it was like, maybe I'll just leave early. And I just, I, I was like, I'll stay in bed. And my body kept moving me closer and closer, even though my mind was like, oh, this is terrible. I don't want to go. But somehow the other side of me was like, we're just going to keep going. Hopefully you won't notice that we're taking you there. And then obviously got a good workout in. It was great. But man, was it a battle? Sometimes it's, but I think it's good to, you know, like you had called it out. Hey, sometimes you don't want to go, but then that's, that's when it really matters.
1: I think that's human. That's natural. Yeah. We're always going to have things we don't feel like doing. But um, again, that's where discipline comes in. And I think that's where a bias for action comes in. It was like, all right, well, I don't feel like going to the gym, but I'm just going to you know, take the first step. And eventually you get to the gym and you probably you know, were there for as long as you planned to be there. You probably didn't cut your workout short once you started. No, I didn't.
0: Cause like, ah, oh, then I'll leave and I'll feel like, ah, oh, you cut it short. So I just yeah. talked myself into staying. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, crazy. Well, tell me because we got connected because you know Inside Tracker sponsoring you at Boston, and you know it was it was a crazy experience, and and I had a chance to to take part in it. Where do we start here to kind of tell this story? What what? How should we go about it?
1: About Inside Tracker, so yeah, Inside Tracker,
0: uh, and then I'll share yeah, it, yeah. what I went through and all that.
1: So, I mean, I can start by describing what Inside Tracker is, um, so I've been with the company for a little over six years. So I've seen it go through a few different stages of growth. Um, and the company was founded a long time ago, so back in 2009, by a, a scientist, actually, a PhD whose name is Dr. Gil Blander. Uh, he spent a lot of his career in aging research and academia. He was at a lab at MIT and then went off and started Inside Tracker, really with a mission of helping every human being live a longer, healthier life so that's really what inside tracker is about yeah and so you you got to experience the product yourself is that right
0: yeah yeah so got myself in the system and then what was cool was originally after it all got set up very easy and whatnot i'm in the system and it's like okay now i gotta go to like an office to get my blood drawn right because they're gonna like test my blood and and let me know all the different levels and everything But wouldn't you know, those are the weeks when I just, I like couldn't get out of the office. I was just so slammed and Mm -hmm. the the team over an inside tracker was like, well, the podcast is coming up. So like, don't worry, we have another option. And they actually had a phlebotomist, it's a fun word to say, come to the office. So, and she was so nice, man. She was so nice. And, And what's up?
1: I said, "That's great. That's great." Yeah. That's great. Oh,
0: yeah. It, you know what's funny is, you know, she got all suited up and then came to the office and was like in like all the all the gear. So the uh, the office next door was trying to figure out what biohazard had happened in our office that has oh, this yeah. like medical person coming I in. Mean, but she was so nice, drew like a million pints of blood, not really, but it, it was great. And yeah. and she was so good at it. It's not like a person finding the vein. She's like, "Oh yeah, 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 it's fine." Boom, 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 boom. Didn't even feel yeah. it. And then she's gone. And then you know what? Within like a few days, I had results online. I got an email. There's an app on the web, the web and I'm going through it. And I'm like, holy crap, this was so easy. But not all the stats were good, you know? And you're like, okay.
1: Yeah, I'm not surprised.
0: Yeah, vitamin D. Got to get more of that sunshine. Got to get some vitamin supplements going on, you know?
1: Yep. Yeah, and I think um, for leaders in business entrepreneurs, that you're used to measuring everything. Yeah. Or a lot of things and you're probably used to the concept of you can't optimize what you don't measure right so the concept of inside tracker and other tools like it right um is kind of around that which is in order to improve something you first have to be able to measure it establish a baseline right and then tweak things and then measure that progress in a data-driven objective format and so using data that comes directly from inside your body in the form of blood markers is an incredibly powerful way to do that and so the founder of inside tracker the analogy that he uses all the time which i love is um you know treat your body like a high performance machine like you would for example your car which every few thousand miles you take it into a mechanic and they're able to plug a computer into your car run some diagnostics on it fix anything that needs fixing and then you know your car can run smoothly for a few thousand miles and then you repeat that process over and over again and you do that yeah. because your car is a important asset you've invested a lot of money in it you want it to run smoothly well why aren't we doing that for our body and we should be especially as you know professionals who are incredibly busy require um you know energy have people relying on us you know we need to make sure that we're operating at a high level so that um, our business and our teams are as well um right so i think it applies even more to people who are in these leadership positions entrepreneurial positions of you know make sure that you're treating your body like a high performance machine so to speak um and it starts with measuring what's happening inside your body and inside tracker and our founder decided to do that using a blood analysis because it's the most scientific in his opinion scientifically credible validated way to establish that picture clear picture of what's happening inside and identifying where you can improve
0: yeah. I mean, and what's cool about it and to your point is that it's like, okay, now I know where it's at. I can do it again and it won't be like some other separate web page login thing. It'll be in the same profile and it'll be next door. I'm actually looking forward to doing that because it was cool Is I got tested like right at the end of like my busy work phase thing where I hadn't been to the gym in a long time. So I just knew that the doomsday was coming with those results. Uh, but I'm excited because since then I've been able to get back out there, you know, doing the hiking thing, the gym, the running, like we just talked about. So I'm excited to see like, okay, how much can I improve these things? And, mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever needs improvement still attack those, but hey, let me see some forward progress.
1: Yeah. And I think it's really again, going back to you you can't optimize what you don't measure, so start measuring it and then do tests, right? So it's almost like a concept of experimenting with an N of one, the one being your body, right? So establish a baseline, identify where you have opportunities to optimize, tweak, and improve. Make some changes in your life, whether that be nutrition, uh, supplements, exercise, lifestyle, implement those changes, and then retest and see whether your experiment is working or not working and then make additional tweaks after that right and that cycle repeats over and over again and this concept should be pretty familiar to anyone who's you know leading or running a a business or trying to grow a business right how do you know where to invest your limited resources your capital your time your people Um, well you need to measure the success of the different initiatives that you have going and you need to make data-driven decisions as much as possible right we're not always going to have perfect data but make data-driven decisions about how you invest and spend your time and limited resources. And I think it's a very similar concept to your, you know, your body and your health.
0: Yeah. It, what's what's great about it too, is not all of them are bad. Right. So I think looking back at mine, what was it? Um, I had four that were at risk. I had a bunch of ones, like 13 that were need improvement and 30 of them were like, you're optimized. So, so it's not like complete utter doomsday failure. It was like, okay, focus on these four, These other 13, you know, we'll probably adjust and adapt with those other four and maybe even just go back to green, you know, with the new workout routines and whatnot,
1: but we're keeping an eye on. And then the other one's good, you're groovy, fantastic. So are you comfortable sharing which ones you're working on? If not, I'm happy to share what I'm currently working on.
0: Yeah, you know, and again, uh, what I'm gonna be interested in finding is, you know, with the new working out routines, which ones just naturally improve and which ones do I need to act? because what was interesting is um, describing for folks there and you, you know this, but there's, there's different recommendations. There's like work on you know, eating these things. And I think one of them for me was uh, the vitamin D. So that was, that was low. And that was kind of surprising. Cause I thought I get plenty of sunshine, you know? that's
1: no, it's very common. It's actually, so um, this is something I've learned from our science team, right? Um, I'm not a scientist in background, but, um, getting enough vitamin D, absorbing enough vitamin D from the sun alone is pretty difficult, especially if you're in a deficient state. And being, where do you live? New Hampshire. Okay. So I grew up in Boston, so similar climate. Um, living in that environment, um, you know, eight months out of the year, let's call it, uh, you're probably inside, it's cold, right? Um, sun's not super strong. So the season makes a difference on how much you're able to absorb. Um, you're not spending a lot of time in the sun. Um, and if you're not supplementing, there's a very high likelihood that you're deficient in vitamin D and being deficient in vitamin D has a host of, um, issues that come with it across, yeah. you know, activity, bone and muscle health, uh, mood. Um, so it's a pretty critical thing to, to measure and then take action on and, and supplementing from a lot of people is, um, in many cases, the best way to actually bring it out of a deficient state and into an optimal state. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: it, I, I went out and got some supplements like that day. so I was like, damn, cause it was low too. Cause it, it was cool to kind of describe it for folks. Um, really cool interface uh, where it's like this whole chart and there's a dot. And, and then there's this whole zone where you're okay. You're in the green, this giant zone Then there's too high and then there's too low. And here I yep. am nestled down in the low section. So I can physically see that there's a whole bunch of playground up higher that I can play in of high and low levels, but man, your low levels
1: is just too low. Yeah, and that's the other thing, the other concept is this concept of optimization versus you know being just normal. And yeah. I think we all want to feel and perform our best. And I don't just mean physical performance here, right? I also mean performance, you know, at work or relationship, whatever it means to you, right? And in order to be at your peak, you know, you, you want to be optimal. And optimal means different things for different people because we're all different. One of the things that attracted me to Inside Tracker before I joined is the fact that for every one of these biomarkers, the, the metrics that we're measuring in the blood, like vitamin D, it doesn't just look at the clinically normal range, which is the same for everyone and based on the average population, it creates that green zone, as you said, the optimal zone, which is unique to you based on your age, gender, ethnicity, level of physical oh, which goes back to the concept that well, we're all different. And so the advice that comes from these tools, these health and wellness and performance tools needs to be personalized to you as an individual. Mm. So that's what really attracted me to Insight Tracker when I joined is this, this concept of personalized optimal ranges and really focused on being optimal, not just being
0: mm. normal. Right, right. And in, in the range of it too. And the fact that it's a custom range, I didn't know that. And that's, it that's great to find out. Um, but I love that it's not just like on or off. It's, it's not just, you're not doing well with your vitamin D. I'm like, I don't know how much, but I can now see the chart. And I can see the beginning of the optimized zone is like 10 away. So now mm-hmm. I know, okay, let's march toward that. But I also get a sense that ooh, I could take a lot more because I'm not even close to the middle of that zone. I'm not even, it's not like I'm on the edge of going too much. I'm like, I'm way below. So I got to I gotta you know respond in kind to that
1: situation. And some of these things are actually, uh, quote unquote, quick fixes, right? So vitamin D is actually a pretty good example of that, where you can fix vitamin D relatively simply by taking a high quality dietary supplement. You take a yeah. specific dose of vitamin D, you do that for a period of time, and it's pretty likely that if you take the right dose and you do it in a way that's right, so it's a fat soluble vitamin, which means it's best absorbed with fat, so you should probably take it with you know, some sort of fat. Um, in your diet or around the time that you eat some sort of fatty food. But um, if you do that, over time, your vitamin D level is going to increase. And that's a relatively simple change or addition to make in your life. So um, there's things that are kind of low hanging fruit, like vitamin D, that are relatively easy to fix by adding in a dietary supplement. And then there's some things that require more uh, substantial lifestyle or nutrition changes.
0: Yeah. Any other quick fixes? Like, I want, I was looking at iron. Iron was just a little bit high. I wonder if that's just a dietary thing. And I'm also looking, you know, giving blood soon so that you can just drop some of that natural iron in the body. I don't know if that, right. if that's a quick fix area. Or any other ones stand out to you as like quick fixes?
1: So my understanding is that could reduce the levels of iron that you have. Yeah. Um, now I want to be very careful here because I am not a dietitian. Right. Yeah. So exactly. <laughs> I don't want to give Yeah,
0: anyone uh, listening to this, we're both well, I'll say I'm an idiot and he's not a dietitian. <laughs> so don't take health advice from us. I have no idea how much vitamin D you should take if you're listening to this, so consult someone. But it's great to flag it as like it that's is. something I got to look into. In fact, even the site even just said like, "Hey, your vitamin D's off. Recommend, you know, this supplement, this action, this food, and also maybe, maybe talk to your doctor." Yeah.
1: yeah. So, um, I mean, it, Iron can be, so iron is a different animal. Um, again, I, mm. I don't know that I'm qualified to get into that um, in <laughs> a lot of detail, but there are other quick, you know, quote-unquote quick fixes, right? So vitamin D is an example of a uh, deficiency you can solve relatively easily with a dietary supplement, right? A vitamin B12 sure. might be another one, right? So we have a lot of people that um, I meet with that are vegan, vegetarian, they're not consuming animal products. Um, and so, um, you know, the vitamin B12 might be low. Another one that you can fix um Relatively simply with a dietary supplement, but then there's others like you know I'm working on my cholesterol, and I have been for many years.
0: That one is yeah, something that mine was flagged too, but like you're right, that seems like more complicated.
1: It can be, yeah. I, I I think it is, and again, I'm far from an expert here, but I've, it's something that I've been working on personally since I was 26 years old, which is when oh. I actually joined my tracker. I was 26 and I found out I had high cholesterol, um, and what was really nice about it is because I did it with Inside Tracker. I actually got some actionable nutrition and lifestyle recommendations to attack that problem. Whereas, um, you know, the traditional healthcare system mm. is probably going to rely on medication like a statin to do that. Which, you know, statins, um, you know, they, they they do work. But um, I wanted to focus on nutrition and lifestyle first, if
0: I could. Of course, right? Exhaust that. Exhaust the natural things.
1: Right. can exactly. yeah. And so, what I was able to do really um surprised me was uh first i had this you know aha moment of oh wow you know you're, you're active you eat healthy but you have high cholesterol at the age of 26. um and inside tracker recommended many things one of them was to start eating oats or barley because they're high in beta-glucan um and that was to lower my specifically my ldl my what's known as the bad cholesterol and i did that for about three months i started eating oatmeal for breakfast pretty simple change to my um diet. It's not Mm -hmm. something I've ever done before. Um, I did that for about three months. I retested and my cholesterol dropped um, from 158 my LDL to 117. So it's a 41 point drop, you want to be below 100 ideally is the clinically normal range and even lower than that for me inside trackers tell me is better. Mm -hmm. And I was able to bring it all the way down at some point to 102 from 100 about 160. Wow. by changing my nutrition and lifestyle. And then, you know, I changed it again. I went low carb for a while, no more oatmeal, I um stopped exercising for a little stint there, gained a lot of weight, and my cholesterol mm. shot back up. And so now it's actually high again, but I'm focused on it again because I'm able to track it over time. So again, you can't optimize what you don't measure, and measuring it over time allows you to continually make tweaks to optimize these things.
0: Yeah, so true, man. Love that. Um yeah, appreciate you sharing that story too cuz it, it It just shows, I mean, some of these things are, we, we love a little quick fix here and there, but also some of these things might be, you know, a challenge you're working on for, for a bit. Uh, But if you don't know, you can't, you can't improve it. You have no idea. Um, You know, it's interesting too. I made so many changes. I'm really excited to see what happens. You know, I'll probably do it at the end of the summertime, probably going into the fall. Generally every
1: three to six months is a good time. Three, six months.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm kind of excited. Of course, I'll be super disappointed if it's worse or the same, but I don't think it will be because I, I mean, I picked up like intermittent fasting, okay. you know, and, um, definitely much more low carb and, uh, and the, you know, the hiking, the exercising. So I'm just That's excited cool. to see what can change. And maybe that, you know, maybe just see a little bit of improvement will make me go, okay, double down on it. Let's go.
1: Yeah. I think anytime you see a little progress, it, it can mm-hmm. definitely be motivating. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah.
0: So do we have some kind of special access? How, how do EO members, I mean, we'll, we'll link to whatever we can link to in the show notes, but like, what's the best way to, to reach out to, you know, get their inside tracker work done?
1: Yeah. So because we partnered, my understanding is that uh, EO members do have preferred access to the tool, um, at a discounted rate, which is great. Yeah, um, And I can get you information after that that you can maybe link in the show notes. If people mm-hmm. are interested in learning more or even you know, taking advantage of that offer, um, I'll get you information on how they can do that.
0: Awesome. Awesome, and then uh, maybe we'll have you know you or you know someone else on the team come back, and we'll do another one, you know, in three to six months, and say, hey, uh, how is this working? And then might even have some other folks uh, from the chapter share their stories. I know one of the things that uh, we've talked about some of the different moderators this year is having you or someone from the team come swing by a forum meeting and and speak to the sponsor, yeah, you know, so if, so someone listening to this if, if you if you're the only one in your forum listening to this show how dare you first and then second thank you for listening make sure the forum listens to the show but then maybe you're you're the thought leader you're the leader for that forum you can bring in inside tracker uh do a little you know little event or do a little thing beforehand hey, even do like a remote draw right before your forum meeting you're all there um and anyways it, it's it's really been a cool process so far so I, you know i'd like to thank you and the team for lining this thing up. I'm glad you guys are sponsors because I think sometimes we have sponsors that are like banks or, and by the way, we have a really cool bank sponsor, but other things. Uh, and you're like, okay, that's cool. But this is yeah. one that I feel like to our very first discussion here, it's interwoven, right? So we got to make sure we're minding this stuff just as much as we're minding our profit margin and all that.
1: Yeah, and I think it's connected. I mean, again, I started with the mission of Insight Tracker, which is about living a a longer, healthier life. So it really is about longevity and health span. So not just being more years, but also living higher quality years, and especially those later years, making sure that as we get older, we're still able to live a full life and ideally do all the things that we love to do for as long as we can. And if I can, you know, tie that theme back to being an entrepreneur, again, it really is a marathon. Success does not happen overnight when you're building a business. And so you really need to be resilient over the long term and create habits, use the tools that you have at your disposal to set yourself up, set yourself up not just for success tomorrow, next week, next month, but also over the long, the long haul. And I think this is just one of the many tools that are out there that can help you do that and um, really focus on your longevity and your health span.
0: Yeah, I love that, man perfectly said more years and quality years boom mic drop do do the mic drop thing yeah don't don't drop it because it's really expensive no (laughs) uh this is great man well i want to thank you thank you so much for coming on here you know thank you to the team trying this thing out um this has been a really cool experience and i I hope everyone in neo boston does this because it's i mean you got to know you got to know the data the data points. And it's not like something where you, your doctor can see these charts, but you can't, and you're the one that needs to take the action, you know? So this has been yeah. really cool. And I appreciate you coming on
1: here. It's my pleasure. I think, um, you know, we need to take control of our own, you know, health and wellness. And it, it, I think it does start with having access to this data. So I, c- I couldn't agree with what you just said more.
0: Awesome. For those listening, if you learn something, and I know you freaking did, because i I've never learned more on on a show uh, and and important things. We've learned some important things today. And hey, maybe you're listening to this, and maybe your vitamin D is low. And there's a quick fix. Should it be low? But you don't know if it is. And man, all the different things that come from just having some of these vitamin levels just on point, and then you just have that healthy quality years like we've been talking about. So if you learned something from this episode, share this episode with someone else in the chapter, not in the chapter, anywhere, anyone you think needs to to hear this and probably needs to get a good, good tracking on their, their uh, health stats. So anyways, really, thanks again, man. appreciate it.
1: Appreciate you having me, Casey. Thank you.
0: All right, everybody. This has been another really cool episode of Leadership in Action. We will catch you all next time. Leadership in Action is sponsored by the Boston chapter of the Entrepreneurs Organization. As the world's only peer-to-peer network exclusively for entrepreneurs, EO helps transform the lives of those who transform the world.